0: It's time once again for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack.
1: Hi there, Denny. How are things today?
0: Things are well. It's a it's a nice morning. I love this summertime weather, and yeah. uh, and hope you had a good week too. What's I, uh, what's uh, what's I cooking did have today? A
1: good week, and as a matter of fact, that's what I'm going to talk about on Bastille Day, which was July 14th, which is you know the French Fourth of July, so to speak. We fixed at home Niçoise salad. And as you've heard me say in the past, there's only one wine in the world to have with Niswas salad, and that's Tavel. And that's what I thought I'd talk a little bit about, Tavel. Tavel to me, is the most interesting of all the rosés in the entire world. I'll never forget when I first discovered it. We were on the Riviera in 1972, so it's 50 years ago, and we ordered a salad Niswas, which we were just learning what it was. And it's a kind of a regional salad around Nice. And it, there's ahi tuna in it and anchovies and uh, dark olives and usually sliced eggs and green beans. So there's a lot of flavors in the Niswa salad. And I said to the waiter, what do you recommend? And he said, well, of course, Develle. So bring us a bottle of that. And what a revelation that was to me at that time. I also thought all rosés were sort of innocuous, light—you uh, know, kind of an indifferent uh, rosé wine. You know, it had a place, but nothing hit my G spot. Well, the Tavel certainly did that. It was fabulous, and ever since then, it's become one of my very, very favorite wines. Tavel comes from the Rhone Valley. In fact, it's right across the river from chateauneuf du Pop, And all they produce in Tavel is rosé. They don't produce any white wine, they don't produce any red wine, they simply produce Tavel. And Tavel uh, is kind of a, I like to call it the rosé wine for red wine drinkers. Uh, and <laughs> Ernest Hemingway happened to be a big proponent of Tavel. Uh, rosé. So what could be more macho than Tevel being touted by none other than the writer Ernest Hemingway? But Tavel, the region itself is just a pretty little area, and it is a little area. It's only 2,300 or 2,500 acres for the entire world where they produce Tevel. Now, the good news is that Tevel has been improving all along, but it wasn't until the of late 60s that they began to clear the mountainsides and the hillsides in Tavel and plant grapes on those hillsides. And as we all know, usually hillside grapes uh, produce better than the grapes that are produced on the flat valley side, although you know you can get very good wines on the valley side, but those hillside wines, and they started to blend those grapes in with the valley ones, and Tevel, in my opinion, got even better and then you know the french thought so highly of tavel when they invented the appellation system which is the name given to the different wine growing areas chablis and uh burgundy and bordeaux and so on and on they did that in the late thir- the mid 30s and of course the very first one was tavel because it was indeed very popular uh, it, it, it was popular for centuries because the old kings of France and the popes of Avignon drank Tavel and thought very, very highly of it. And the popes were in Avignon in the 12th and 13th century, or the 13th and 14th century, pardon me. Anyhow, the the yield is about uh, 4,200 hectoliters, 42 hectoliters uh, per yeah, each hectare. So it isn't a a bountiful area, but it produces very, very good wine. And you know, in France, you cannot make a rosé by blending unless it's champagne. Champagne does, if you have a rosé champagne, it is permissible to blend red wine to get that champagne, that rosé color. However, all over France, if you're making rosé, you cannot make it from uh, blending red wine and white wine. You have to make it. Uh, from scratch, so to speak. And this is where Tavel really shines. The grape types there are the grape types of the Rhone Valley, Grenache, Syrah, Moudouvre, Chinseau, and they're big red grapes. Uh, like I say, most rosés are light and simple, and rosé has gotten so popular because all the celebrities have vineyards in Provence and everything. And believe me, rosé wines have improved quantumly, Over even the last 15 years, uh, you know, everybody wants to get in the act. And I can I think I've told a story many times. I was once at uh, Philippe Rothschild's in Bordeaux, and uh, she served as a—his wife Nadine served as an aperitif for rosé wine. And I asked what it was. It was Chateau Clark, which is quite a well-known red Bordeaux property, but made in rosé style, a rosé wine. And she said, we just make it for the house. I said, well, would you make it for me? Yeah, sure. So about 100 cases of it. And that was 25 or 30 years ago. And that was really kind of the start of people making their own rosé. They'd make it for their own consumption in the summer, a little aperitif in the afternoon. And then lately, they're all releasing these. And, boy, what a boon that is for wine drinkers, particularly wine drinkers who like rosé, uh, some of the ones that they're making are just incredible. I had some Domaine Serene the other day, uh, and Domaine Serene is made by local Minnesotans, the Evansteads, out in Oregon, and they've been producing a Pinot Noir and a Chardonnay, and now they've been introduced a rosé, and boy, I'll tell you, it was very, very good. And they aren't the only ones. Everybody wants to get in on the rosé wine act. It isn't just those celebrities that have gone to Provence. But we're still talking about light, simple rosés, uh, sometimes absolutely delicious, but nonetheless simple. When we're talking about Tavel, we're talking about a powerhouse. The minimum alcohol content must be 11%. And, the, like I say, the history is people who have had it, back to the Louis the XIV, who was the Sun King, Louis the XIV, uh, was very fond of the wine. He had barrels of it shipped to Paris, to Versailles, was uh, their house wine, Uh, and that was really something. The king picked out this little Appalachian and uh, like I say, Tavel is highly regarded everywhere, and there's a good reason for it. It's a powerfully delicious wine that goes with so many things, not just light foods that you'd think of having rosé with, but things like duck, quail, pork, even salmon and trout. Are absolutely delicious with Tavel, and Tavel has a because of its high alcohol content. Tavel has aging ability. So while most rosés are good for only a few years, from Tavel's, will last 10-15 years. I don't recommend that, but nonetheless, it's possible. You know the soil there is chalky and gravel, and you get that in the flavor of the the. Uh, nose is full of fruit, strawberries, cherries, melon And uh, catch this. I, it always smells a little like wet rocks. And that might be kind of funny, but uh, when you try it, to develop, it's so complex. And then it has a beautiful floral finish. As I say, I've introduced this to many of my friends who are macho red wine drinkers, and they've just loved it. But that doesn't mean that white wine drinkers won't love it, too. They love it just as well because the wine produced in Tavel is really, truly remarkable. With its aging ability and floral finish, uh, it really makes red wine drinkers say, say now, if rosés were like this, I would drink more rosés. Well, they are like this. Get a Tavel. The climate is just uh, typically uh, middle France, and... Uh, same climate, of course, as chateauneuf de pape where it's right across the river from it. And the wine is so incredibly interesting. It makes not only a great aperitif, but as I said, it's a good wine to have with food. I wouldn't think of having a Salad Niswas without a glass of Tavel Rosé. And I hope I convince you to try it, too, because it, it isn't your Sunday brunch rosé. It's a rosé that speaks to you. And believe me, if you want to hear from a rosé, have a glass of Tavel. You won't be disappointed. Incidentally, one of the things we have at Haskell's that I think is kind of interesting, we've had this six for 60 going on about a year and a half now where you buy six bottles of wine for $60, and they all represent a different thing. Well, we've ratcheted up a little bit. My favorite area for wines is Burgundy. And I put together six Burgundies uh, as a sampler that are absolutely delicious. Four whites, a, a beautiful Chardonnay. And, you know, the only great type in uh, for white wine in Burgundy is Chardonnay. A Chablis that's flinty and delicious, a Meccombe Village, a Pouille Foussé. When Foussé, I, I always argue that it became so terribly popular because people love to say it, Pouille Foussé. And I still like to say it. And then a couple of reds, a Pinot Noir from the heart of Burgundy and going south down into Beaujolais, a Beaujolais village. Six wonderful bottles of wine, ninety nine ninety nine. Your Burgundy sampler, just a terrific way to explore the vineyards of Burgundy. The whites are elegant and delicious, and they'll slake your warm weather's thirst that's bound to be there in the next two or three days. And if you want to really slake your warm weather thirst, try a glass of Tavel. Have it as an aperitif, and I guarantee you, you're going to discover a wine that you're going to make one of your fast favorites. Tavel rosé is really, in my opinion, the queen of all rosés. No matter who's making them anywhere in the world, and they make some fabulous ones. Until you've had a Tavel. You really haven't tasted a terrific rosé, in my opinion.
0: Well, Jack, you've uh, piqued a lot of uh, listeners' curiosities uh, with with this uh, show this morning. Now, I I assume, of course, I know, you're going to find anything you're talking about at Haskell's, right?
1: Indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. We love to talk about Tevel. We've been carrying Tevel, to my knowledge, for over 60 years. And so it isn't just a new favorite with us. It's an old-time favorite that has have around a long time. It's available at Haskell's, and it's available at a great price. There's a Haskell's near you where they love to talk about wine, love to put you in touch with wine, and they'll put you in touch with a wine that will not break the bank. There's a Haskell's in Bloomington. There's one in downtown Excelsior right at the lake. Faribault right off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. In Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's the Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver, and we do have curbside pickup as well.
0: Fantastic. Jack, have a good week. I hope you stay cool, and uh, let's talk again next Saturday.
1: You, you know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Me too.
0: Thanks so much, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskell's here on a Saturday in All Land. All right, get those uh, lawn and garden questions ready. Our Smart Garden Show is uh, straight ahead here in the coming hour here on News Talk 830, WCCO. Temperature-wise, all well, right now we're at 66. We are heading to near 88 degrees. That's today. Uh, tomorrow about 87. And then welcome back, in a way, the 90s. Because Monday through Friday of the coming week, according to this forecast, will be in the 90s. 91 Monday. Uh, On Thursday, probably the warmest day of the week, near 96, and uh, by the end of the week, Friday, sunny and high near 92, only a small mention of precipitation Wednesday night. 66 now here on CCO. Stay with us and get those lawn and garden questions ready next hour on WCCO.